Welcome to the Huff and Stuff podcast, where common sense is being brought back to our society one episode at a time. Relax. Turn your radio and headphones up. The show starts in three, two, one. Welcome back to the Huff and Stuff podcast. I am your host, Nick Huffsteller, coming to you from the Palmetto State, South Carolina. If you're a first-time listener, thank you very much for listening in. If you like what you hear, please share with your family, friends, and coworkers. You can check us out on Spotify or the Apple Podcast platform. Also, check us out on Instagram. On there, we have the dates for the upcoming episodes as well as the guests we'll be interviewing. Uh, look out for our new merchandise. We'll have a new t-shirt coming out here in the next couple weeks. We have keychains. We now have flask and we have um, other t-shirts now from small to extra, extra large. So if you're interested in one, reach out to me on the Instagram page and we'll make that happen for you. Um, going to go ahead and take a serious moment right now. I just received word a couple weeks ago. I had the privilege of interviewing Mr. Charlie Hilton last year, one of the last living World War II vets. He was right at 101 and I received word of his passing. So my condolences to the family. Mr. Charlie, thank you for sharing your story with the world. They can hear it. And again, your wife, Miss Edith, thank you very much for letting Mr. Charlie share that story with us. I reached out to Darren who did that podcast with me and he said he's in the process of trying to find some more World War II vets. We can interview them as well. So again, um, our condolences to Mr. Charlie. Mr. Charlie, thank you for your service and your story will be one I will always remember. Have a repeat guest today, no stranger to us all, Mr. J. Mr. J, thank you for being back on the podcast. I appreciate it. Good to be back. We're recording this today after Valentine's Day. I'm surprised you're not at CVS or Walgreens trying to find the half price candy. Well, you know, I'm a diabetic. Yeah, yeah. So I have to take care of my health. Well, somebody sent me some uh, Valentine's yesterday. There was one with Donald Trump on it, and it said, I will not deport you. (laughs) (laughs) There was another one with Donald Trump that said, I would like to have you on my side of the wall. (laughs) And there was one with Hillary Clinton that said, unlike my emails, I can't hide my love from you. (laughs) And the last one that got me was one of Joe Biden looking up at the sky, and it said, uh, Happy Easter. (laughs) He's so confused all the time. That must be what confused you. (laughs) That's right. So, yeah, happy Valentine's Day. You remember, if nobody likes you that day, nobody likes you any other day, rest of the year either, so get used to it. All right, we're going to go ahead and dive into uh, some of these current events. I posted on Facebook, did anybody have any comments or questions for us to discuss today? And we'll go ahead and dive into these. The first one comes from Alex Rosado on the Facebook group. Um, China, Chinese balloons flying (laughs) over the country. What's your take on it, Mr. J? Shoot him down. Shoot him down. Leave it to South Carolina. Yep. Uh, Unusual how the president, first of all, let the balloon fly all the way across our country. To the East Coast. Yes. Um, Until he got a lot of complaints and then it was shot down and making it more difficult to retrieve out of water instead of on the very sparsely populated uh, state of either Alaska or Montana. And now we're shooting down everything. So I'm going to warn parents, do not let your kids get outside with a white kite. It's very dangerous. You know, I told you we were out the other day in our car and I saw, thought I saw a 
white balloon, but it's just a little bit of bird poop <laughs> on my windshield. But uh, we go from one extreme to the other. That's that's our president. What do you think is behind this? Because now there are four, I think four unidentified objects that have been shot down. They said one was the size of a car, a miniature car that was well, shot know, down. Some cars aren't very big. <laughs> little mini, <laughs> yes. little Kia Souls. Uh, what do you think's behind this? Do you think they're testing us, these other countries? What's what's your take on it? It, it could be anything. For, for the most part, we don't know what we shot down. I don't <laughs> know why it's taken so long, but, you know, they say it's cold or there's water, but um, we, I, I, I can't even speculate. It could be a weather balloon. It could be an in, industrial balloon. Anything under the sun, I have no idea. Well, the press secretary confirmed it was not extraterrestrial life and UFOs. She and, has <laughs> no idea what she is talking about. Yeah, she wanted to clarify that. Um, you know, a lot of this stuff was shot down right at the uh, Northern Lakes, Alaska, and, you know, Russia kind of borders not too far from there. Do you, you think there's anything to it? Because now they're telling citizens, if you're U.S. citizens, if you're in Russia to, to get out of there, do you think there could be something coming? Is World War Three on the horizon? Yeah, I don't. It's no, I don't. I'm not worried about that. Still up in there. Still up in arms. But I do believe if there's something in the sky, you know, we don't know what it is. Shoot it down. It's you know, this is our country. You shouldn't be invading our space. Sure. And I think they're testing us right now. They're trying That's to right. see what we're made of and what we're going to do. And, it, you know, it's uh, like I said, they're saying now that uh, one of these things was in the sky when Trump was in office. I don't know if I buy that or not because I didn't think he he took a lot of from this from these other countries. But uh, and even then, maybe we knew what it was. Sure, sure. But it'll yeah. be interesting to see what was exactly in that Chinese balloon because the president kind of ensured us that we really don't have anything to worry about. When he says that, we probably have quite a bit to worry about. <laughs> well, you can take what he says with a grain of salt. Yes. Okay. Well, stay tuned on that. Um, we'll see what happens with that. So next thing we have, Alec Baldwin. He was charged with involuntary manslaughter. Um, we talked about it before we started recording, but I saw a meme the other day. It said, I stand behind Alec Baldwin, way, way behind, because obviously he can't shoot, <laughs> or he can shoot. <laughs> What's your take on it? I, you know, I, I don't think maybe they put enough emphasis on, I think there was a woman who was in charge of the guns or to get them prepared and everything. And I would assume that more of the responsibility would be taken up with her than actually with Alex. Although I think he was the director and the financing behind the making of the film. But um, obviously, if you have a gun and it's loaded and you aim it and shoot at somebody, even if it's uh, involuntary manslaughter, somebody ought to be accused to charge with it. But I don't think there's enough emphasis put on the lady whose job it was to check out the guns and the ammunition. There was two people charged. I don't know if it was that lady right. in particular, but there was two people. It wasn't just Alec, but there was two people. She charged. had some title. I don't know what the title is. It's but she's in charge of the guns and the ammo and getting everything lined up. Well, if he is found guilty, I'm sure he will get a nice room, three square meals a day. Probably and he'll hire service. a nice lawyer. Nice lawyer. So see what happens with that. Um, more classified documents. Uh, it's like a 
a manhunt. I mean, it's like try, trying to find a buried treasure. Now they're saying Mike Pence now has classified documents. It was Joe. Now it's Trump. Now it's Mike Pence. I mean, where, where does it stop? It's like, are they on a witch hunt for all this? Or what, what's your take on it? I think maybe somebody, bought some agency, some organization ought to be in charge. So when a president or vice president leaves office, some institution is in, is in charge and overseeing where those papers are going and what we're doing with them. Right. Apparently, you can just take them at home or take them to your office or take them in a garage. Um, you know, the vice president, he's been very open and honest about it. He's, he's taken the blame for it. He said, you know, I've operated completely with it. He hasn't hidden, hidden it or delayed it. But when you have a problem with several people involved, it's not just an individual problem, it's an institutional problem. So somebody ought to be in charge of all those papers when they leave office and go through them, check them out, and make sure they're put in a safe and secure place. Yeah, and you know, what is deemed classified, what is deemed sensitive, I mean... Right, and apparently the things. president gets to decide that. I, I don't understand that. It's in, And apparently there's hundreds or tens of thousands of papers, almost anything that came through, through their office that has to be checked or inspected. Yeah. It's yeah. not just, you know, a couple file folders. Sure. We're talking about thousands of forms and, and letters. Sure. Yeah, it's like one of those things. Who's next? Who else has got sensitive documents? They seem to be going after everybody, so we'll see what happens with that. Um, I did not get to watch all the video, the five cops that were charged with manslaughter um, with this gentleman uh, that was killed later, uh, found dead a couple of days later. He was in the hospital. He eventually died. Um what was your take on it from the citizen's perspective, from what you saw of it? How do you think it was handled? What's your take on it? I think it was handled correctly once the information came out. Um, the police department did an excellent job, you know, so there wouldn't be rioting. There was openness about it. Uh, I thought it was unusual even some firemen were let go or relieved of their position because apparently they didn't tend to the man's needs right away. Uh, again, it's just an example of some bad cops. I think you're going to find out, though, that maybe this task force was given too much authority or not trained very well, because they've even found other individuals who had some problems with some of those policemen sure. of too much authority, using too much, uh, too many tactics that are illegal. Um, it's going to happen. You're going to have bad policemen, bad doctors, bad firemen, uh, but it was handled correctly. And um, uh, again, you're going to have a police department that's going to be sued, and you're going to, I think you're going to have other changes made other than just those five police officers. I think there are other people maybe who um, did not train them correctly, or they were not reprimanded, or moved in other positions uh, soon enough. Sure. I was listening to a podcast the other day, and a lot of people were wondering about the outcry. Um, they were saying they don't think this fit the current agenda, um, considering it was uh, five African-American cops right. on the one guy, and they're saying, where's the outcry? You know, had this been reversed, there would have been burning and everything else, and... It's just a matter of, you know. Well, 
the difference too is the police department right away realized, wow, this could be bad. They showed the video, apparently almost all of it, a lot of it. They came out right away and relieved the police officers. And that kind of put a damper on things. It's when we don't have the information or we have to sue to get it, or we only get part of it. Um, I think it was handled correctly, but it was minority on minority, you're correct. Yeah, it's uh, it's one of those things, you know, a lot of people were in uproar about that, but to be continued on that, uh, the process will have to work out, they'll still have to go to trial and all that, but from the videos I've seen, it was, uh, it was I mean, it was horrific. Bad training, but just bad tactics on everybody, and they were even trying to say the original offense that they pulled him over for, did it even meet reckless driving? It seemed like it was more of personal yeah, with, with, like with the white a, officer. Did they have a previous encounter with this guy? It was like right. almost it was like a personal vendetta against this guy that got um, killed, unfortunately. But uh, I'm sure more stuff will come out. But they were very transparent, I think, about the whole thing, releasing all the videos. I don't know, were, were the cops trying to delete the videos or something? Were there, there, there? Not every police officer had their videos on or going. Yeah. And... Um, but there were enough of them, so we got enough of what was happening. And some of it was from a camera mounted. On the telephone pole. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. So I think we were very transparent about it. I don't think they left no stones unturned. I mean, they were, you know, you had to go through the legal system with FOIA and all that. But like I said, I think they were very transparent in what they had. And within a matter of days, these cops were already charged and um, let go from their job. All right, I know you wanted to talk about this. Um, Nikki Haley, our former governor, announces her presidential run for 24. What's your take on it? Well, of course, the big argument is she said she would never run when Trump, if Trump said he would run. But things have changed. Um, probably the biggest change is so many of the uh, people who Trump supported in the last election lost. Sure. It shows the movement of the country. It shows that he's not uh, the great leader that he once was, that he made some bad choices. Um, this is America. Anybody can run. Even Trump said that. I think he's been <laughs> fairly kind so far to her. Uh, she's a sharp cookie. She was a good governor. I voted for her. I'd vote for her again. Uh, the Republicans need some good women. The other one I'd, I would kind of keep my eye on is Sarah Huckabee Sanders. Uh, I watched her give the response to um, the president's State of the Union. She's sharp. Now, there's another sharp governor. Uh, of course, she held a key position in the um, Trump administration, and she grew up with her dad being governor. And in many ways, Arkansas is like South Carolina, about the same size, the same makeup. But uh, keep your eyes on Sarah Huckabee Sanders. She, she could be down the road a good candidate. I don't. I know there's at least one other woman that would be the governor of South Dakota. She is very conservative, and of course, South Dakota is not a typical American state in that it has very few minorities. It's a very small state. The last time we had a candidate with, from South Dakota was George McGovern, who ran for president and Democratic ticket. I can't remember even who he ran against, but I do remember he got swamped. He was a very ultra-liberal Democrat back in probably the 70s. Mm -hmm. But uh, Nikki Sharp, she, I, I don't know, you know, what her chances are. Uh, 
Um, but it will be something for her to run against Trump since South Carolina now is going to be the first Republican um, you know, primary state. Um, a former governor running against a president who is very popular here. It'll be interesting to watch, and I'm sure there'll be other candidates. I think that will open up the door for other candidates to declare. Sure, sure. Yeah, um, while we're on the topic, or what, what did you think about the president's State of the Union address the other night? He did a great job. Had a, I, we have a booming economy. <laughs> Well, Jobs but, are on the rise. But as long as he has a script and he sticks to it, he does a good job. He, I think it actually, he did a good job. Um, you, you know, they, they now have all these people in the audience who they want to recognize or commend, which makes a speech much longer than it used to be, and it's kind of more of a show now. But sure. uh, he never has press conferences because when he goes off script, look out. He can't, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think the Republicans kind of got him riled up a couple times, but I thought he did a good a good job. I think his ratings went up some, and um, yeah, it is noise truthful what you say in his speech, but that's politics. Yeah, and the economy had to go when when you bottom out. The only way to go is up. But he never mentioned the word inflation. Right. I never heard that. Right. 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 <laughs> and that's right. number one in the people's minds. Sure. We talked about it before we started recording. Did you see the kiss that's been seen around the world between never Jill saw, Biden and I Kamala's never, husband? I never knew anything about it. They've been playing it in slow motion, and uh, people were making rumors they have something going on. But uh, you never know. We'll see what happens. But it's uh, you know it was pretty comical. So there's word going around on the news that the they're trying to push for the release of. Epstein's list. Um, you know, he allegedly killed himself. Uh, there was a list of people, clients, I guess, who were probably politicians and bigwigs, and they're going to probably release it here eventually, or they're trying to. What was your take on that whole thing? I think they had to come out with it. I think those people ought to be prosecuted. I know the woman who he was close with, they already had that trial, and she was found guilty. Yeah. I think they had to go after those people. Yeah, I think the public deserves to know. Um, if Hugh Hefner were alive today, and we know now what we didn't know about him when he was alive, he would have been serving prison time today. Sure. He would. Sure. Yeah. Um, Stuff that was put under the rug and we thought was funny or cute or... Those days are over and it ought to be. I think a lot of this stuff, though, was kept under wraps because it was a lot of big wigs and politicians. and Money. You pay somebody enough to keep oh, yeah. quiet. You know, a lot of these Hollywood elites were probably involved and probably, probably some of our current politicians. So I think the public deserves to know and finally get um, some justice for some of these people. All right. Um, Another topic, this was from Judy. Uh, we have the Ohio train derailment. It was February 9th, train carrying a bunch of toxic chemicals spilt. A lot of these people in Ohio had to be evacuated. What was your take on all that? Do you think they were trying to cover this up? The government, the governor was, or, you know, they tried to keep it under wraps. They didn't seem to make a big deal out of it on the news. I was watching today the governor's calling for an investigation. He's a, he's a pretty nice guy, Republican governor. I think they're too much concerned with what's in the air, maybe, instead of what's in the land and what's in the water. I yeah. think you have to check out everything. Yeah. If you have chemicals that seeping into the soil, 
or you have all this black smoke that's going to go up. Well, when it rains, it's going to come down. It's going right. to be in the clouds. And what about when it falls and it's going to be in, in the ground? We find out a lot of times that it takes a couple of years, 9-11. We didn't worry about that until a couple of years later when people started getting sick and they had cancer. And uh, yeah, we had to investigate that more. Get, get you know, the Environmental Protection Agency in there and do some testing and keep doing testing for a couple of years to come. People ought to be able to feel safe in their own home and backyard. Sure. sure. So I'm, I'm glad the governor called for that. Yeah. We need to get Pete on that. <laughs> Old Pete Boudier. Gotta love him. Um, He's got political aspirations. Well, you said aspirations. Yeah. Always got. Uh, Orange County, Florida. 72-year-old female janitor was cleaning the uh, cells, one of the holding cells at the courthouse, and the door closed behind her. She was locked in a cell for 72 hours before anybody found her. Uh, she may be hanging around Joe. Uh, she had to drink water from the faucet from behind the toilet, and she was it was left unsupervised over the weekend, and they found her in the holding cell Monday. It's funny, but it isn't. Yeah. Don't they have cameras? I don't think they did. Don't, don't they have people who... They said it's unsupervised over the weekend, and unfortunately she got locked in. But there. Orange County's not a small county. Yeah. The parent, That's a big county. Well, like I said, I don't think it was an actual cell in the jail system. It was a holding cell in the courthouse. She was a cleaning lady, and they just... It's unsupervised, and she was left in there for... Uh, 72 hours. She's a diabetic and, you know. She needs to sue him. She thanks her lucky stars that she, uh, somebody found her in there. They sue him. Her, her cleaning cart and her <laughs> uh, cell phone was left outside the cell so she couldn't call for help. So, speaking of sue, leads to our next topic. This is from the New York Post. Man sues girlfriend for $2.2 million because she wants to date him, alleges she caused him emotional trauma after telling him she wanted to be friends. <laughs> well, you know what I taught you in government. You can sue anybody. That's right. You can sue, and we do. We are so crazy in this country. That's right. Because we know if you can get a lawyer to take it, hey, they might settle out of court just to get rid of us. You can sue anybody, and that's an example of it. We had talked about last podcast, the lady suing Velveeta oh, yeah. for saying that the time wasn't uh, three minutes like it said on the package. <laughs> it took five minutes. So they just probably hushed her up, like you said, and probably paid her a couple yeah. grand to shut her up or a lifetime supply of Velveeta. Mm. <laughs> Welcome to America. Um, that's about all I had. You know, it's. Well, now I got a couple of things. I know. That's what I was, I was, thinking. I was about to take it over for you. You go ahead. I, I came across this recently. Uh, this is one of, from one of our uh, most highly respected universities, Stanford University, one of our oldest Ivy League schools. They have come out with another list of words and phrases that are going to be removed from their website. These are offensive words. Can't wait. American. That's offensive to people. We don't like Americans. Rich people. He, we can't use, they can't use he. It's offensive. It's a pronoun. Straight. That's very offensive to LGBT and sure. non-gender people. And gentlemen. Now, you know, we talked about this before. You can't have the master bedroom. Right. Um, and that one university in California didn't want to use the word uh, field, like football field, because <laughs> it had 
immigrant everybody is offended today we yeah. don't we don't want to hurt anybody's feelings but you know i just have to believe most americans laugh at stuff like this it is so ridiculous we have gone off the deep end and there's no point at return with common sense no we've gone off the reservation oh, yeah. with it. it's horrible now, now the other thing i, I saw on tv i've never heard of this you okay. know we talk there's a word called, I think it's sologamy, S-O-L-O-G-A-M-Y, sologamy. This is where the newest trend where you marry yourself. 23. You actually have a ceremony. It is like a regular wedding, but there's only one person, a man or a woman. There's no, you know, bride or groom. And they actually have a, a, a regular wedding, guest list, flowers, music the ceremony, the ring. And in the one I saw, the lady literally had a full-length mirror, and at the end, she kissed herself in the mirror. Now, why can't I be invited to weddings like that? <laughs> I would love, we would do a live <laughs> podcast out there. It'd be great. I could just love to hear the comments from now, the crowd. I know this is America. You can do whatever you want. But these people, took, first of all, were serious. Yeah. And... Um, <laughs> Well, I had never heard the word before. But oh, I hadn't either, I, I, but it's, it's up and coming now. It's the newest thing. I've heard of people marrying trees. Yes. They had a ceremony for trees. <laughs> oh, yeah. Tree that was mentioned. That, it was, uh, I mean, what? The one woman spent $15,000 on the, on the... On the wedding. Yeah, to marry herself. <laughs> and they asked these people, now, if you met somebody else, you'd marry them? And, of course, they said, oh, yes, right. But... Uh, and a lot of these women had abuse of, I, I've never heard of a man, it's usually a woman who must be very, very lonely, but a lot of them were abused or had a rough background and they found themselves. And so they wanted to invite other people to show that I am pleased and happy with myself. Two things, does a pastor sign that certificate? I don't know who the lady was. <laughs> and what do you do when you get a divorce? I, I have no idea. <laughs> but, you know, I can think of better ways to spend my money. The person who I was watching, he opposed it because he said he thinks it minimizes a real wedding ceremony and the relationship between a man and a woman and how important uh, a, a regular, what we might call a regular ceremony would be. But... That's a new one to me. It shows how far our country's going. The problem is, though, when people don't stand up and say something about stuff like this, though, it continues. Oh, yeah. You know, this, this craziness continues, and people want to accept it. They, they don't want to deem it as a mental illness. Marrying, marrying an animal. Marrying an animal. Marrying a tree. Yeah. Marrying yourself. It's. Uh, I don't know if they do it for attention or... Well, there was something that popped up on my feed the other day. 19-year-old Mary, 78-year-old woman. I said, I bet she had a big life insurance policy. She was about to kick the bucket. But, uh, wow, good old Dr. Phil. He's got some Looney Tunes on there sometimes, doesn't he? <laughs> he does. <laughs> um, There's many times I'm thankful I live in South Carolina. <laughs> yeah, it could be a lot worse. really could. Um, but like I said, I still believe most people are common sense, down-to-earth, rational people. And a lot of this stuff that's out there is just too weird. Well, I did a podcast last night um, with Hannah. She's uh, 
very big advocate for pro-life and all that. And I actually went and saw Dr. Ben Carson last week, and he said, on top of all the issues we have in this country right now, trying to save babies' lives without abortion, now you got to worry about this gender identity thing. Now it's, you know, parents are wanting to change the sex of their child, and there's been cases... Right. Or, or let the, the parent lets the child determine as it's growing up what it wants to be. Sure. And I think one of the earliest reported surgeries were like at 16. Um, are you familiar with Jordan Peterson? No. He's a really smart guy, wrote, wrote a lot of books, but he's had a podcast the other day. He, he interviewed this teenager. She was 18. And uh, her parents had her start taking testosterone and all that. It completely messed her up. They're not old enough to make a wise and no. a teenager's brain is not developed, especially for guys. Sure. I mean, you got guys in their 20s who still think they're in their teens. They're not mature enough. They're not old enough to make the decision. Or the school's making the decision for the child not telling the parents. Right. That is absolutely absurd. Yeah. That's not a school's business. Yeah. And unfortunately, we're seeing more and more of it. It's um, it's it's bad. It's getting bad. Um, like I said, it's it's going to take people standing up and talking against it for things to change. People need to speak up. People need to. They're speak your up. kids, not the state, not the schools. That's right. Well, I'm glad we still have our platform and we can still talk freely, common sense, which That's right. is one of the themes here. We try to bring a little bit of humor, but uh, <laughs> like I said, some of the stuff you just can't make up. It's really sad in the grand scheme of things. But um, you got anything else on the local level? Anything else yeah, you want to discuss? Yeah, been kind of quiet, but, you <laughs> yeah. know, just wait a week or two and things will change. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Well, can we have you back in March? You can have me back. I'm alive and kicking. Okay, we'll see you back in March. <laughs> but uh, how, how's your um, squirrel deflector out here? People Genius. were asking me about it. I should have thought of that 10 years ago. So you should be saving money on bird feed. Uh, well, yeah. I should. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. J still got his patent for his uh, squirrel deflector. He said two small payments in 1995. He takes cash or money order. You can reach out to him. Sometimes it just takes me a little longer to figure things out. I didn't get to ask you, did you have a stroke when you saw your light bill from December? My last three light bills have been over $200. Oof. They... Uh, I guess the rates did go up. Now, first of all, I'm thankful I'm on Mid-Carolina. That's right. I did have these guys going down the street. They were uh, knocking on doors trying to get me to get into solar power, and I told them I wasn't interested. At my age, I'm not going to put panels up in my house. But, <laughs> yeah, my last three months, I've been over $200. Whew. Well, before we started recording, you did report a pothole. You're showing... I did. My yeah. girls say I get too involved in stuff. I, I call the county and, and pothole, and I got a traffic light signal fix that was not working correctly. And they came out, DOT came out and fixed the pothole. Listen, yes. Well, that was election county, but the DOT, when I called them, they literally called me back and thanked me. I told the lady, I've never had anybody <laughs> call me back and thank me. I said, I will be more involved than ever in doing my civic duty. Did you tell them about the Huff and Stuff podcast that we're a big advocate of that? 
Oh, I kind of forgot. <laughs> well, and like, those shopping carts. And the shopping carts, because that's a big issue that we have in, in our local towns here. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's pretty bad. All right. Well, I think that's going to wrap it up for today. Mr. J, thank you for being on here as always. Everybody I talk to loves listening to, to your podcast and uh, respect your opinion. So we appreciate well, it. Well, what can I say? You know. <laughs> Still kicking. We love it. Um, that's going to wrap it up for today. Mr. J kind of segued into it, but report those potholes to SCDOT, hashtag Huff and Stuff Podcast. Put the street address on there. Remember to put your shopping carts back. Support your mom and pop businesses. Uh, any, anything else you want to add? Rerack your weights? Anything else you're seeing no. a problem in the community you want to address? No. Okay. All right, y'all. I think that's going to wrap it up. We'll catch you on the next episode. Um, like I said, look on the Instagram page for the upcoming guests. We'll be interviewing and then the release of these episodes as they become available. Y'all take care. Remember, support your first responders, mom and pop businesses. We'll catch you on the next episode. Y'all take care. Be blessed. Bye. Thank you very much for listening to the show. You survive. Apply if necessary. Remember to put your shopping cart back where it belongs. Re-rack your weights. And don't be a lab rat. And no is still an answer. We'll see you on the next episode. Until then, 